0: How many, how many first sessions do you think you've been a part of? Like like
1: millions? Oh, I wouldn't say millions. I don't know. That's it. Billions? It would be. <laughs> do not exaggerate. Sorry. Please.
0: Sorry, no more exaggeration on this podcast at all because we know it is a very, very utilitarian podcast. We are getting straight
1: to the facts. We are getting you straight to that great first appointment. All right. You got it. You're right, right, We don't want any hyperbole, and we want a lot of sarcasm. We're going to make it so fun to go to your first
0: session. You're going to be giggling with us the whole way. Can you—I mean, when—like, a dentist wouldn't do this for you. Well, unless they give you laughing gas. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's my mom. And I'm Rebecca Garza-Bortman, and this is the second half of a Baby step in special of Advice for Mom. If you haven't heard our last episode yet, I highly recommend you hit pause on this one and go back to episode 17. Because in these two episodes, my mom the therapist is laying out all the steps in order to find you an IRL therapist of your dreams. Absolutely no pressure, no hype. We gave you a week to try to find a therapist and we hope you were successful. But if you're not, go re-listen. I, I think, no, I'm just kidding. If you're not, you can still enjoy part two and just get ready for the mental health greatness that is about to be upon you. In part one, we covered the basics that weren't really so basic. This stuff is really hard to figure out. What does your insurance cover? What do you do if you don't have insurance? Is it okay to like interview a therapist? And even more brass tacks than that, what do you type into Google to even find somebody to call if you were to say want to actually make a call to talk to somebody on the phone? For part two, as promised, we are holding your hand all the way to the therapist office. As my mother says, isn't it adorable? In this episode, we are going to cover what's going to happen at that first session. Oh. And did I mention that my mom is doing this all in her alter ego that, let's be honest, I have thrust upon her as Dr. Detective Mama B. Mama B knows that navigating the mental health system can be a bit of a mystery. Fortunately, she has 35 years of experience inside the system as a psychologist and family therapist, and... She is an informant worth her weight in gold. Mama Bee is here to spill the beans, tell all, and crack the case on what is gonna happen at your first therapy session. For this episode, the names are made up, but the questions are real. And now before we get to cracking some cases, all private ears must adhere to the terms of service. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It's not intended for diagnosis or treatment of any medical or psychological condition. All treatment decisions should be made in partnership with the health professional. All right, Detective Mama. You ready? You go, Lieutenant. Okay. Case number one for Dr. Detective Mama B. Ph.D. Private Eye. This case begins with someone. Let's call her. Helen. Helen has been thinking of going to therapy for years. She's always had a laundry list of reasons why she hadn't gone before. Long working hours, inconsistent health insurance, not knowing the right person to go to. That's a legitimate reason. Not to mention her unpredictable schedule of couture, dog-walking, gigs... Everybody's gotta make a buck. But last week, Helen finally called a therapist that a friend had recommended and made an appointment. At first, Helen felt the weight of the world lifted from her shoulders, until she realized now she'll have to actually go to the appointment. Sure, she's seen a campus counselor in her college days when she wanted to switch sweetmates, But she's never been to an honest to gosh therapist. Now her mind is turning over and over and over. What's going to happen at her first appointment? What should she expect to share? And what should she wear?
1: Oh well, it really is nerve wracking before your first session. It's very—I don't think there's any way around that. And anybody who has the courage to go is really, you know, deserves brave points because it's a—it's a really courageous thing to do, I think. And um, but usually, you know, at least the clients who come to me, I, I sometimes will ask, "Was it hard to come today?" And uh, yeah, some of them say, "Oh my golly, it was so hard." Or one lady a couple of weeks ago, she said, "I've been thinking about this for five years." <laughs>
0: I'm like, "Wow,
1: yeah." And in she, the making, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: as far as Helen, her first therapy appointment, mm-hmm. what what should she expect to do? I assume she fills out lots of forms.
1: Yeah, uh, usually there's almost always intake forms, and a lot of people now are doing them online. Uh, a lot of therapists have the stuff online to, uh, but it, you can be pretty prepared to talk at very least about, about the mental health issues and about the emotional issues. But this, the stuff I give and I ask them to fill it out the day that they're there right before the session because I want it I want it today. I don't want it you know from last week. I don't want your evaluation from last week. I want to hear what you think today.
0: Oh, interesting! Um, of the moment, yeah. it's like kind of the prep for that first session,
1: right? And sometimes people even say, "Oh my goodness!" When I put it down on paper, it just made I I didn't realize that I have so many things going on that aren't so good. So you know, it's sometimes feedback to that person. And what should they expect to share? Do you you share, like, do you ask people, like, the mental health history of their parents and their relatives? Never at the first session unless they bring it up. So what I usually, once they've filled out the paperwork in the the waiting room, uh, which contains questions about mental health as well as physical health, then um, I just bring them in and I ask them, start wherever you want, you know. Do you have a do you, Do you want to start? Do you want to talk first, or would you like me to ask a couple of questions? If they say I'd rather have you ask some questions, then I I go into a um another assessment, uh, which is of course it's asking about depression, anxiety, fears, um, if there was childhood abuse, so I do ask about that at the first session. Um, suicidal thoughts. Um, so it's a whole range of questions. But if you're talking to the person one-to-one and asking those questions, uh, often I get a different kind of an answer and a even a different answer than they filled out five minutes before in the waiting room. Hmm. And why do you think that is? I don't, It it's hard to know. It's hard to know. But it, it's, I always take note of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like kind of like
0: how someone's like, Top five albums of 1992. You're like, uh, uh, I can't think of any albums from 1992, and maybe that's how they feel when they see the form. They're like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I don't think "Suicidal Thoughts." And then they're like, they they're done with that question. They move on, and then they're like, wait a second, <laughs> there were those five years I
1: lived in Seattle. <laughs> oh, Rebecca, you have such spontaneous, fun stuff to say. Ah, uh, thank you. I um. You you gave me my brain, so thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. So we do have—do we have one more question? We do. I see
0: you're trying to move it along, but I have some—so, like— okay. uh, Go is ahead. It, is it go okay ahead. to say, hey, I don't want to talk about that? Is that an okay to oh, thing, sure. thing to say?
1: Absolutely. You
0: yeah, know, it's your therapy. It's your therapy. Therapize as you wish. Be proactive. What if you're actually feeling okay the day that you go into therapy?
1: I think uh, you're ha- you have a personal decision to make. Uh, is this my typical, I can't make up my mind? <laughs> or is, uh, is it, I'm feeling better because I made this appointment and I'm taking care of myself? Um, I would say, go ahead and see what happens. And um, at the, when you come out, you should probably know much better whether it's something you need or not.
0: And again, you're, you're ready for another P.O.B. after that first session.
1: Yeah, they should definitely get a P.O.B., absolutely. Pat yourself on the back. You just went to your first therapy session. That's right, and it takes a lot of courage to go to therapy. Oh, wait, do they get brave points? They sure get brave points, too, right? I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, I mean, there's much currency
0: in the world of advice for mom. So I think we cracked the case on this one. You just got to remember. Get ready for intake forms. And taking in a good look at your feelings. And then, also... What should you wear? Your heart on your sleeve, sweetheart. Insofar as you're comfortable with all that. After all, it is your therapy. All right. The next case on Dr. Detective Mama B's desk... Sasha just left her first session with a new therapist. She recently got a new job, moved to a new city, and is now hitting the pavement on a hunt for a new mental health haven. The therapist she just saw was no thriller. She couldn't quite put her finger on it, but there was just something about them. Maybe it was the way they hardly responded to anything she said. Maybe it was that there was nothing in the office that looked personal. Maybe it was just the way that she felt like she was getting the bum's rush. That is all to be determined. But one thing is for sure. Sasha didn't feel any better when she left. In fact, she felt a little worse. Is it too soon to call curtains on this new dock?
1: There's no reason to stay with a therapist that you you don't feel comfortable with. You have to feel emotionally safe. And uh, I just don't believe that any other standard is appropriate. Because for goodness sakes, if you can't feel emotionally safe when you're talking about stuff that's so near and dear to who you are and where you live and everything, my goodness, that's just, uh, it's more trauma. If you made another appointment with that therapist, uh, then I would cancel it and I'd keep looking. How many therapists do you think someone
0: should be prepared to meet before they find their therapist?
1: Uh, Again, I think that's really hard to say. So it's important for you as a client who's looking for a good match with a therapist it's important that you find a therapist who really meets your expectations, at least basic expectations, and who has you know, somewhat similar values to yours. You don't want to get locked into a situation where a therapist is expecting you to uh, you know, come in so often that the therapist can buy a yacht on, in terms of uh, all the income from you. Yeah, if your therapist is buying a yacht, you're doing it wrong. So it's, um, I call it the old-fashioned kind of therapist. Hmm, how is it old-fashioned? Well, in the old days, the, the quote, Freudian therapists, unquote, they would require that the person come in maybe more than once a week, and they would require, believe it or not, Uh, that the client take their vacation at the same time that the therapist took their vacation. Wow. That's intense. It is intense, and uh, it's so far from the way I think about therapy. So, uh, you you know, there are lots of variables here, so you really want to be careful that you find a therapist who kind of has the same values or at least the values that are compatible with yours. So each do you
0: kind of see each the session as a like an exit ramp too? Like do you think you people have an opportunity to reevaluate if they want to do another session
1: at the end of each session? Yeah, I would say it's up to you. But how do you actually do that? I you know, it's it's really again a challenge because if you're somebody who has not found his or her voice, then it's going to be really hard for you to speak up. So they really they might be have the hardest time to uh, be assertive with their th- with their therapist, uh, but I, it's just a tough one. I I would say the best way probably is to make an appointment and call and cancel it. Ooh, the bait and switch yeah and then what you do next is you, you just don't call back for another appointment and if the therapist contacts you you just say I think I'm taking a break from therapy I want to take a break from therapy that's how I present it mm. and um, so so they can use that phrase uh, I'm taking a break from therapy but I will I appreciate your help and I will you know I'll pay your bill and I will call you um, if I need you Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything more than that. and Or you could do that by email, which might be even easier for you. But you should never stay in therapy if you, you're not getting anything out of it. So it sounds like the takeaway from this one is...
0: If your new therapist tries to control your vacation schedule, take a vacation from them. But also... Never forget... You always have an off-ramp, even if you just have to pull the old bait-and-switch. If it doesn't feel right, be polite, but get the hell out of there. Well, Mama, I know you've been a therapist for a long time. I'm curious, do you remember your first therapy
1: session? (laughs) I do have a story from uh, when I was a young, naive thing, <laughs> young, naive graduate student uh, at the University of Pennsylvania way, way back in the 70s. I uh, was looking for a therapist for myself. I had just moved to Philly, and it was, I was pretty lonely, and I'd had a couple of difficult um, things happen. So uh, I asked a psychiatrist friend of mine to recommend somebody, and he did. He recommended uh, a psychiatrist, and I went in to see the psychiatrist, and I came out of there feeling much worse than when I walked in. So I did go to the second session, and I said to um, this guy, "Do you?" I asked him the question, do you always smoke during your therapy sessions? That was the first question. The second question is, did he think that when I walked out of the session I should feel worse than when I walked into the session? And as I recall, he didn't have much of an answer for either of my questions. And as you can imagine, I wasn't very open to uh, negotiating with him either. But anyway, I left and I found a really wonderful therapist. Um, Can we end this session with
0: uh, (laughs) – listen to me. Can we end this episode
1: (laughs) with a story about your favorite therapist – Oh, Geraldine! She was truly a lifesaver for me, and and ha- helped to shift my life and my thinking tremendously. So it was um, a, probably a week before Mother's Day. I'd already gotten my mother a present and sent it to her in in Milwaukee, and um, so I'm writing. I'm going driving to my therapy appointment with Geraldine. And I'm passing this flower shop, and of course they had balloons and all this Mother's Day stuff. And I went, "Oh, I'm going to get Geraldine a Mother's Day present." <laughs> so, so I stopped, and I, I guess I think I got her flowers, and I was so excited. But she just felt like my other mother, truly, and Aww, yeah, I
0: didn't, I've never heard that. Yeah,
1: well, well.
0: Dear listeners, we hope that you all find a therapist as wonderful as Geraldine
1: that's right so i'm I'm inviting our listeners to consider uh, finding a therapist and taking good care of themselves while they do uh, and putting the time and energy into it that it deserves. It's kind of self care as you and I have been talking about uh, often. Well, thank you for another great
0: uh, part of our two-part special. Thank you for another baby yes. step of greatness. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we couldn't do it without your input, and uh, we love that. We love that, dear listeners. Keep sending us your input. We're very interested to hear how these therapy sessions go. Like, where it would be appropriate to share. So, if this, if these tips were helpful to you, please let us know. If you want more tips, there might be a possibility
1: more tips in our future. We could definitely wrangle some more tips. And remember. When you're shopping for a therapist, it's the same as when you're trying to find a new refrigerator. You don't always buy the first one you look at. You shop around and find the one that you really like. I'm going to challenge you, Mom, because you always use a refrigerator example. I'm
0: going to say, like, is there something else that you buy often? Like, you know, do you don't buy the first car.
1: Mm -hmm. Or the stove. Or the washing machine. Let's hope that all those appliances don't go at one time. Yeah. Cuz then you will not be able to afford therapy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what their budget is. Right. And we also affordable therapy. Wow. Yeah. Also
0: like more questions about money, please. Can people please send us some questions about money? We want to talk about money and the feelings around money. I'm horrible at money management. <laughs> How about you talk about the feelings around money and I'll get someone to talk about the finances around money.
1: Okay. Yeah, actually, now that I think of it. So, um, yeah, keep those listener questions
0: coming in. We've got some really good ones coming up. One about anger that I'm super excited about. As much as you can get excited about anger, I guess. But as always, you can submit your anonymous question at advicefrom.mom and have your letter read and answered on the show. My mom loves to help you. Did did you notice that? Is that been a common theme in these episodes do you, do you smell a theme advice from mom is a production of wise ones advice services it's produced by juliet Heinley and me rebecca garza Bortman. editing and sound design by the amazing juliet Heinley. mixed and mastered by the also amazing jake young Publicity by Jane Bono who's always amazing, also becoming a midwife, so up the amazingness there. Audio assistance by the amazingly handsome, but not always listening to the episode, Brian Garza. And uh, our theme music is by Love Jerks, and I can tell you this past weekend we played our first show in San Francisco because we record this before the show happened. I can't tell you how it went. You'll have to look on our social medias for that, but I can tell you that before the show we released a music video that scared the shits out of my mom. And it involved me using my breast milk as a weapon and misdefining how breast milk happens. So if you want to see that, go to lovejerks.com.
1: Yeah, self-care is so hot right now. Did you know that? Well, we psychologists were the first ones to start having seminars on, like, you have to do good self-care, otherwise you're going to be an impaired psychologist. So. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's been around a long time. You're ahead of your time. I guess so. I guess so, sure.